Ace Podcast. Weird. It's so weird because we're not really here. It's so weird now working at Coastal. What? It's so weird what? now what? prices going down, down, down. It's so weird now. That's a flashback. You're making me uncomfortable right now. Oh, well, join the club, mister. Hey, End guys. of the year best of special. My name is Aaron. My name is Craig. This is the Weird News Podcast, but hey, we got, we got a special treat for you this week because we're actually taking some time off. So we're going to play some of our favorite stories from the past. Right. So enjoy these stories. Stories of Christmas past. No. No, not necessarily. It's sto- weird stories of weird past. Stories of future past. Past stories of weirdness. There pa- you go. Past presence. Past, past stories pres- of weirdness. Days of future past. Anyway, i got to hurry up. I, I'm on break from my job at Kohl's where prices are going down, down, down. They are. And don't forget, kids, you can get an $89 pair of shoes for only twelve ninety five right now. <laughs> so enjoy these best ofs. Top story. In Florida, you, you did one thing right all day long. <laughs> Florida. Self-described drug dealer calls 911 reports stolen cocaine. Hello, police. Um, this happens a lot. You know, it happened last episode. It's happened a lot. It has happened a lot. I guess we're not going to. We shouldn't raise drug dealers up to a level of intellect no right? we because shouldn't and and you know the world in a lot of ways the world was a better place before cell phones because they'd have to go find a they'd phone have to go find a, a pay phone a quarter or a yeah they yeah. make a phone call yeah or go ask now somebody. they just reach in the pocket and it's right there yeah right there and it's probably stolen <laughs> fort walton beach florida calling 911 to report a stolen bag of cocaine probably wasn't the best idea for a self-described Florida drug dealer, but Okaloosa Sheriff's officials wrote on Facebook that 32-year-old David Blackman uh, racist. Did, did ju- that's my line. Did just that on Sunday morning. The post says Blackman called 911 to report a robbery in Fort Walton Beach. Blackman told the responding deputy that someone entered his car and took $50 and about a quarter of an ounce of cocaine they took my from money. the center console and my drugs the report says the deputy spotted some cocaine and crack rock on the console now how do you know it wasn't uh crispy cream sugar exactly which on is the, pretty much the same thing we've discussed uh, that. yes yeah. we have uh and a crack pipe oh well, i guess crispy cream doesn't hand those out <laughs> on the floorboard by the driver's side blackman is charged with possession of cocaine and resisting arrest without violent you can be re- you can be charged with a resisting arrest without violence. <laughs> yeah, it's, you it's think like, it's without, you just, that's when you just go. Nope, I'm not going to do mean, it. I mean, you just figure <laughs> if you're going to go without violence, you should get some kind of points towards you, right? <laughs> yes, you would think. He was released from jail on Tuesday, but records don't list a lawyer. I've had lots of records growing up. <laughs> None of them ever listed lawyers. <laughs> I've had REO records. That's Although, the only records you had. <laughs> By the way, you saw REO in concert recently. Oh man. I don't know. Somebody better watch it. Kevin won't be on the show. I, He's not going to be on I the love anymore. Kevin Cronin. You know, REO Speedwagon's the greatest band in the no, history well, of music. They're, they're not, but okay. Uh, they were. Let me put it that At way. At one time, they were a fine band. They were so At one good. point, for, and, uh, for like an hour. And I, really the, last, the last few times I've seen them, I've told my wife, no, I'm not going to do it again. You said, 
it's exactly what I said. I said they're messing with the memories because I have fond memories of seeing Gary Richrath wailing. Say that, you say that again? Gary Richrath wailing on his guitar, l- kicking his leg back in his signature style and just tearing the roof well, off. He's the not place. there now. He can't do that. He's not. But anyway, so this this concert came up this weekend. It was REO Speedwagon, Sticks. Those were my absolute two favorite bands in high school. And then uh, one of the Eagles, Don uh, Henley. No, Don no, Don Felder. Don Felder. Yeah, yes. Don Felder. And he was great. Don Felder was really good. If you say so. But REO came out, and I was just, like, crushed. But here's the thing. I told Lori I wasn't going. Her uncle contacts us and says, by the way, if you guys want to help with REO's charity work, then we need some help at the arena. So what we did, we didn't have to buy tickets or anything. They gave us these wristbands, and we went and we had full run. We'd go anywhere we wanted. Except backstage. Couldn't go backstage. but well, we then, had, then you didn't have full run. We could go to the stage, go right up to the stage. So we're selling CDs between bands. And and the one rule they had is you can't sell the CDs while the bands are on stage. So I was like, great. That gives us free run to go to the stage and you know watch these bands. Right. Wish I hadn't been there. Although Sticks was amazing. And I had a good time selling, uh, helping with the charity. This uh, the charity was money. It the Kevin Cronin. No, buy a walker for Kevin. No, charity? no, it was uh, for the Shriners Hospital. That's okay, that's all the money went to. Hmm. Anyway, great time at the Stick Show. That story really seemed on the onset that it was going to be a lot better than it was. It's bad. But I anyway, was explaining, I was explaining to you why I ended up back at an REO Speedwagon show. Why don't you tell our friend? The story about the customer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, back to it. That threatened to shoot someone over a bad sandwich. Headline is, customer threatened to shoot someone over a bad sandwich. I've heard that somewhere before. (laughs) This comes to us from Ohio. Police in suburban Cleveland say a fast food restaurant customer, angry about the way his sandwich tasted and looked, threatened to shoot somebody over it. That's bad. That's bad. That's a bad sandwich but, right there. But who is, it? Shoot who is it again? Who we talk about all the time. Uh, the police department reported receiving a call Tuesday about a man storming into a steak and shake. Ooh, steak and shake restaurant acting crazy, saying he had a gun and was going to shoot someone. They don't take kindly to that. No, nowhere in the, in the country do they take kindly to that. Police say the 20 year old man complained that the eggs on his sandwich was runny and slimy and looked like spit. Wow. That's disgusting. And I know what he's talking about. He's talking about their grande sandwich. Is it like the Red Robin one that's got the egg on it? Yes, yes. And it's really good, too. I've been to Steak and Shake a total of one time. Oh, I like Steak and Shake. I didn't care for it. No, no, that's that's not true. I went in one other time and got just a milkshake, but I've had their food once, one time. They're a little pricey, even though they have that value menu, you don't get full. So you got to order like 17 plates. You don't get full. (laughs) So this guy was in custody Wednesday, pending a court appearance for uh, aggravated menacing charge. And police say he actually didn't have a gun to start well, with. Well, then they should say, okay, he didn't have a gun. Okay, just don't do it again. So you're no, saying... I'm kidding. They shouldn't do that. You're saying that you like... You prefer over Steak and Shake maybe tacos. I... All I'm saying... Well, yeah, and that's probably the next story. I see what you did there. But no, I just... I went to Steak and Shake once thinking it was going to be really great, and I just didn't find it that great. But like, I should probably go... I did the same thing to Whataburger, and I waited, yeah. I waited nearly 40 years. Bingo. And I, and I went back... Give it another shot. They got really good, good chili. If you like chili... I don't want chili if I go to a hamburger place. Get it on your burger. Although Crystal used to have really oh, good chili. Oh, Crystal's got decent chili. Wow. You think people fall asleep yet waiting for the taco story? <laughs> taco troubles. Man, taco troubles. Eat tacos. Man threatens to get gun over wrong order at Rigoberto's. Wait a minute. This is the same story only with tacos. This is the same story we just read. I'm starting uh, to wonder if you're manufacturing these. I'm not manufacturing. These is not fake Los news. Los Alamos. 
Alamos. I just want to say that again. Someone turn off the Alamos. I can't sleep. Los Alamos resident Lex Norman. Lex Norman. Lex Norman. <laughs> uh, Deans, 48, was arrested on charges of disorderly conduct and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon at Central Park Square. That's right next to Central Park Circle. Right. If you didn't know. Around 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, July 8th, Los Alamos Police Department Corporal Jamul Montoya. That's right. He means the Montoya. Was yeah. dispatched to Rigoberto's oh, they taco dispatched shop. Him. <laughs> oh, That's kind of harsh. Yeah, well, you think he'd get a second chance for a male individual that was being loud and disorderly. Well, that could be us. Could be. Uh, Montoya arrived. Wasn't he in Princess Bride? I don't know. Anyway, arrived on the scene and found Dean's at the counter being argumentative with workers behind the counter. I've seen that. I've, I've been in restaurants where that happens. While standing next to Dean's, Montoya said he noticed a strong scent of liquor <laughs> emitting from his person. Wait, from... Montoya's person or from Dean's person? <laughs> from his person. Dean's began to be uh, aggressive with workers, making the patrons very uncomfortable. So when, Dean's asked his person to wait outside until they got through ordering. <laughs> right. When What? Dean's in my person. Oh, yes. Yeah, I saw he smelled like liquor. You have to take your person outside. Uh, when Montoya moved closer, Dean's noticed the, police off- noticed the police officer and reportedly said, oh, it's come to this. Montoya <laughs> spoke with Dean's outside the restaurant to get a sense of the situation. Apparently, Dean's food order was wrong, and the restaurant employees could or would not rather change it. Montoya spoke with one of the employees who told the officer that Dean's threatened to retrieve a gun out of his car if he did not get what he wanted. We've had a lot of violent fast food stories today. I'm going to switch gears. Have you ever had a neighbor that... I've had lots of neighbors. That, that gets mad at you about something on your property or vice versa. If you're getting mad, like, you know, a refrigerator on the porch. We live here in Tennessee. You know, no, I had a um, I had a neighbor with a dog at our first house we ever had. Yeah. Not ever when I was married. Noisy? Was it noisy? I had a dog that would ne- not shut up. And oh. The houses were close to each other and he would just bark all night long. Okay, that's different than what I'm about to read because that's an official complaint. Yeah. You got to sleep. That's, that's official. Headline is a neighbor asked her to fix up her yard. So she responded by placing 100 pink flamingos <laughs> yeah, baby. in the front yard. How's that? for fixed up that's going above and beyond how much does this cost <laughs> when a los osos woman received a passive aggressive note from an anonymous neighbor complain they're always anonymous too if they're, right, they're right. passive aggressive complaining about the state of her yard her first reaction was dismay her second was to t- turn one person's negative into a positive for the whole neighborhood how with 100 pink flamingos and a block party. Okay, so we're going to put the flamingos out, and, and we're before anybody gets upset, we're going to have a party. Yeah, that's right. Katrina Von Content. <laughs> sure. That's as <laughs> and, close her, as- and her husband were excited when they purchased their home in Los Osos earlier this year. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to do our yard yet because we've been so focused on making the house safe and ready to live in. So that's a good reason. Right. They just had time right. or money. Van Conant said that she added that she has a plan to landscape the yard with sustainable drought-tolerant plants but hasn't had the money due to other repairs the house She's needs. trying to get business in order. Superficial stuff just ain't matter. It can wait. Now. It can wait. So the couple were sad and discouraged when a neighbor left them an anonymous note and asking them to care a bit more and do something about the condition of the yard. Glad I don't live next to that person. Really? My initial response was like, oh my gosh, I feel bad. Why would someone be offended by our house? Van Conant said. 
I'm changing the name. I just want to hear you say that. <laughs> I changed Von Conant, Con, 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 Content, Constant. <laughs> we met our neighbors directly around us, and we were, they're really sweet people. So we were excited to move to Los Osos because of the unique sense of community. But she came up with another idea, Craig. She would start a GoFundMe and buy 100 plastic Nice. Pink I was going to say, how is she going to afford yeah. the flamingos? But she did a GoFundMe and people jumped on it. It originally started as a joke, but quickly grew into something where, you know, people want to donate to this type of thing because right. nobody likes these people right. that, that do this type of thing. Her $550 target is up to $700 as of Wednesday. So in addition to helping finance the flamingos, she's also going to use the money to throw a party for all her neighbors, which will include Include oh an, yeah, an adult slip and slide. With the rest, is going, that a slip and slide that you know you you get it out of the box and you let it grow for a while? Yeah, it's got a, an adult. It's got to mature. You're right. Yeah, with the rest of the money going toward landscaping her yard. Van Connet put the flamingos out in her yard last Friday and said the response has been great. On Monday morning, however, she woke to find that all 100 oh, were missing. Oh, no. Yes. She should have thought to spend money on a camera, too. She drove around the neighborhood with a friend and was able to recover about 55 plastic birds. I wonder who took them. I wonder who. Yeah. Th- it's usually the first person you think of. That's true. She doesn't know who took them or who wrote the original note, but they're welcome at the party, she says. And you have been awesome is if they... that. Jack Wagon had done that at the party. Everybody could have left with a free flamingo. That's right. That would have been a blast. This is making me want to do a GoFundMe just for a block party. I'll be there. You don't live on my block. I can't. I can't. Allow, I can come. I cannot to your allow. Block. I cannot allow that. I live down the street. You live like twenty minutes away. I do not. Fifteen, maybe ten. Okay. Whatever. Uh, ten. Parrot witness case. Michigan woman guilty of husband's murder. A woman has been found guilty of shooting her husband five times in a Michigan murder case, apparently witnessed by a parrot. <laughs> this is terrible. Look at her name. I know. This Glenna. Is, Glenna. We can't speak you better be Don't get a bird. No, get a bird. Get a bird. <laughs> yeah, the bird's going to be the... Uh, and not one of those flamingos. No, not a pink. Uh, Glenna Durham shot her husband, Martin, in front of the couple's pet in 2015 before turning the gun on herself in a failed suicide uh-huh. attempt. How bad do you have to be not to be able to kill yourself? Oh, she's in a bad way, the man. The parrot later repeated the words, don't shoot in the victim's voice, according to Mr. Durham's ex-wife. The parrot, an African gray named Bud, was not used in the court proceedings. I want an African African gray parrot, by the way. That'd be awesome. Mojo. Did you ever see Mojo at the local pet shop we used to have? No. Yeah, he's gone now. They sold him. I want. Uh, I wouldn't mind having a sloth. We met a sloth yeah, in Florida. Did. That was pretty awesome. I've seen pictures of it. Some would say that I'm a sloth. Yeah, some. The jury found Mrs. Durham, 49, guilty of first-degree murder following a day of deliberations. She will be sentenced next month. She suffered a head wound in the incident in the couple's Sand Lake home in May 2015, but survived. Mr. Durham's mother, Lillian, said it hurt to witness Mrs. Durham emotionless in court as evidence was presented in the case of her son's mm. death. It just isn't good. Just isn't good. Two years is a long time to wait for justice, yes. she said. Mr. Durham's ex-wife, Christina Keller, who now owns Bud, the bird. Yeah, not the drink. Earlier, so that'd be well, that'd be a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want motive. Sure. If she was going to be the heiress to, you know, the Bud, you know, but Bud is the bird in this case. It is. Earlier said she believed the parrot was repeating a conversation from the night of the murder, which she said ended with the phrase, don't shoot, <laughs> with bird. an expletive added, <laughs> teaching that bird to talk that way. 
Mr. Durham's parents agree it was possible that the foul-mouthed bird had overheard the couple arguing and was repeating their final words. I personally think he was there, and he remembers it and was just saying it. You know, Mr. Durham's father They're, told local media at people, the time. People think that you have to repeat things for birds to learn. They don't. No, they get you have to repeat things time. to you yes. over <laughs> and over again. His mother, Lillian Durham, added, that bird picks up everything and anything. Well, he should strong. pick stuff up. Strong He's a very strong bird, and it's got the filthiest mouth around. <laughs> The prosecutor said it was unlikely the bird would be called to the stand to testify as a witness during the trial. You know, I don't condone uh, swearing or cussing, but when I hear a parrot or, or any kind of bird, it's kind of funny, kind of go on a rampage, <laughs> it really makes me smile. It's kind of funny. Hey, we got another bear story. I like bear stories. And it's also a headline is bear wanders into Wyoming house, poops in the living room. And he this, wasn't delivering a, uh, Amer- a uh, wait, uh, Amazon package, was yeah, he? A Wyoming man said he woke up from a nap to discover a bear inside his home, and the animal took two poops before wandering away. I would trade. I'd let him take the poops. <laughs> take them. Take, take the poops. <laughs> Max Breider. Nobody said, gets hurt. Said he woke up from a nap Saturday afternoon at his home in up, Upper Cash Creek Drive in Jackson to the sound of his 10-pound dog, Rocky, yelping. Help. Help. <laughs> He's probably helping, Help. not yelping. Breider said he got up to take the dog outside but he spotted a large animal in the kitchen that he mistakenly initially took for a large dog at first i thought it was a dog brighter told the news but i started to wake up and realize that's a bear that's a bear brighter said he and the bear stared at each other from eight to, for eight to ten so that's a long time to be <laughs> staring going, at a bear and they're, they're both going uh. <laughs> before he broke away and locked himself in a bathroom not the bear brighter <laughs> that'd be better if the bear had done it <laughs> he said he called the seven other people who were inside the Good grief, was this guy live in a hotel? I don't know. He said he called the seven other people who who were inside the house at the time. and they wanted all, them to run out and get eaten by the bear. They, yeah, y'all go check the kitchen. They also locked themselves inside rooms. Brighter said the sound of yelling roommates and Rocky's barking apparently made the bear uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable. I'd, I'd leave. Yeah. Right. The bear walked into the living room, took two poops on the floor, Brighter said, and then it broke out of a screen window and proceeded to run down the hill. Couldn't just walk out the door. <laughs> no. He said, I'll tell you what I think about your yapping I'm dog. poop on this. I'm going to bust that window. <laughs> Homeowner Sandy Hessler was in Montreal. He's like, look, here's the deal. Look, here's the deal, okay? <laughs> I can poop and go out the window and tear up a screen, or I can eat one of you. Which do you want? Okay. Here I go. Okay. Here I go. <laughs> Sandy Hessler was in Montreal at the time of the incident, but was updated by her daughter and roommates. I'm not sure what to do because we have the windows open all the time, Hessler said. The whole idea that we could be sleeping and a bear walks in, well, I've never thought about it. If you're in Wyoming, why would you leave the windows open knowing the bears are everywhere? There's bears everywhere. They're driving cars in Wyoming. Yeah. Brighter said the Wyoming Fish and Game Department was informed of the incident, but officers decided not to try to track the bear. Apparently, he had a pooping problem. They said that uh, he was told that they would take action if the bear returns to the home. You know, that'd be too late. I wouldn't. Ha- I wouldn't stand by for no. that. Well, we'll be back if the bear the comes bear back. The bear probably has more rights than they do, though. Uh, you're true. A Utah man reported a similar encounter earlier this month. Old Bob Anderson. You remember Bob, don't yeah. you? Yeah, Bobby Anderson. Yeah, Bob, uh, old man Anderson's boy of Park City, said he was eating a sandwich when he discovered a bear inside his home. What kind of sandwich it was? He chased the Bruin out through the garage, but the bear slipped back inside while he and authorities were searching. 
watching, guys. This is like a comedy. Wow. It's, like, it's like Three Stooges. The bear escaped a second time by jumping from a second floor deck to a tree. You know, there's that uh, there's that show. I need to watch more of them. I think they're still on called Mountain Men. And yeah. there's like several different people from different worlds. And there's one guy is like in somewhere, not Wyoming, but somewhere just tons, like a, just a tundra. It's all snow. And, and this guy's got, you know, they're always having to watch for grizzlies walking up to the house. Yep. So I'm pretty sure this guy doesn't leave his windows wide open. No. Because you probably know, got bars on them. I'd be con- I'd be concerned the bear would figure out a way to get in anyway. Absolutely. I certainly wouldn't leave the windows open. No, you, sir. You lug nut. Hey, this next story. I wish Sarah were here for this episode because this story, we have a very similar story. Well, this also is something technology can help you with. Yeah. If you have an iPhone. This is 2017. Probably, probably an Android. Yeah. It'll tell you where you parked your car. Yep. Without even trying. Yeah. It just says, hey, I got this. Follow me. Hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> Follow me. Teen drives to rock concert. I would think that'd be a pretty boring concert. Uh, the rocks I've seen. Now, they got those rocks that slide across the surface of the desert. Those are awesome. Those are pretty cool. But uh, just a regular rock concert. What, is, what are you doing over my there? Headphone, my headphones are loose. Oh, the, the, hey, my ear's better, by the way. The, uh, Thanks for asking. I can tell. Yeah. The, the dad jokes are strong today. <laughs> yes, they are. Anyway, so. I hope it went an REO concert. <laughs> it'd be about as boring. <laughs> Teen drives to rock concert, loses car after he forgets where he parked. The morning after Sunday's Metallica concert, Ooh. Gavin Strickland called his parents with a horrible confession. After driving across the Canadian border from Syracuse in the name of heavy metal, he'd lost the car. Ma, I can't find the car in the Sandman. After me. This weekend, after a day spent in Oshawa, Gavin parked his blue-green Nissan Versa sedan somewhere on the first floor of an indoor parking garage. Was this a Seinfeld episode? Yes. The garage was within an $8 cab ride of the Rogers Center. So he parked in this garage, got in a cab, and it only cost him 8 bucks to get to the concert. He should have been able to find this car. You think he should? Yeah. He just doesn't know where. Now, three days later, his parents have enlisted the amateur scavenger hunters of Toronto to help remedy the directional sna- snafu of their doofy son. It says doofy <laughs> son. They need the people from 4chan. Yes, 4chan <laughs> can find it. They will find it. They know where it was beforehand. Can't make this up. A Tuesday evening Craigslist post by Eric and Michelle Strickland, who reside in the U.S., reads, a uh, $100 reward has been offered for anyone who will scour Toronto's parking garages for the wayward vehicle. Ambiguous landmarks Gavin remembers nearby include a Starbucks. Well, that narrows it down to every corner. Every corner. Some construction. Every every corner. corner. (laughs) A strange spiral outdoor sculpture. Now, that might be useful. Every other corner. And possibly a bank, which may or may not be RBC. (laughs) It's by the bank. Oh, (laughs) the car itself has, of course, Florida, of course, license plates, a small Canadian flag attached to the doorframe and a Bernie Sanders Uh, bumper sticker. Leave it. Explains a lot. Yep. 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 (laughs) Gavin's father, Eric, says he bought the car for his son last year to get to work and community college in the fall. He works at Lowe's here locally. He's been biking to work until he gets the car back. Eric told the star. He's done an awful lot of walking over the past two days. He's pretty sore. When Gavin first left the concert and realized he hadn't a clue where the car was parked, he tried to deal with the problem without alerting his parents. <laughs> he didn't want to get From in trouble. From Dust Till Dawn, well, that's a that's a scary movie. Yeah. Why would he watch the, uh, wait, wait, why, Stop watching the movie. Yeah. And look for the car. Yeah. Sunday to Monday, he wandered through parking garages. Eventually defeated, he called home and admitted to the whole mess. I'm just hoping this is just a funny family story coming up when we find the thing, Eric said. If. And we can talk about it for years down the road. If they find the thing. So uh, my daughter went to a concert in Nashville uh, a few years back, and I get a phone call about 1030. 
And uh, actually, no, it was closer to midnight. Those aren't good phone calls. No, they're not scary. But she's like, Dad, I can't find my car. I said, well, where are you? She said, I'm at the police station. I said, stay there. I'm on my way. I don't want her wandering around Nashville. Does anyone think, now maybe she didn't have this. But it took us two hours to find her car. Hit the remote control until it beeps. No, I mean, she had parked a few miles away and walked. Oh, that's just silly. It was one of those street festivals. That's why I don't go to those. Yeah. Headline is woman. If I go to them, your daughter will lose her car. (laughs) Oh, it's another weird marriage story. What's with the weird marriage stories, Craig? We have a lot of those lately. Well, because people are weird. And if they weren't weird, they wouldn't be on the show. And if they weren't on the show, we wouldn't have a show. We had the lady married the train station. We did. We had the guy that married the pizza. We had a guy that married himself. Uh, We've had all this. Okay. Anyway, headline is woman marries calf, believing him to be her husband reincarnated. Well, if it goes south, at least it'd be a good hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> this is from Cambodia. Oh, and they need a hamburger. Boy, they do. Cambodia's latest social media sensation is a five-month-old calf believed to be a villager to be reincarnated of the dead of her dead husband. Kim Hong, age 74, said up to 100 people a day visit her home in Northwest Krati. Northwest? Northwest Krati province to see the calf. She says behaves very similar to her husband. Well, okay, that's not a stretch. <laughs> he walked around the house on all four. Yeah, with no pants. (laughs) Yeah, he died more than a year ago. I believe that the calf is my husband because whatever he does, it's in exactly the same way as my husband did when he was alive. She told the TV. She told the TV. The TV TV had nothing. The TV shrugged. The TV thinks she's crazy, too. The young cow was born in March and has attracted a strong following on social media. I thought it was quite unusual to see a cow go up to the house like this, says Tokveen, age 32, referring to a video she saw on Facebook in which the calf walked up the stairs into the family's one-story home. So I came here to see it with my own eyes. Once inside the wooden house, the calf is fed, washed, and put to bed with a fluffy pillow. The cat, the calf's not stupid. No, the calf's the like, calf's this like, is great. I'll do whatever. Cambodia is 95% Buddhist, and many believe the soul of a person is reincarnated after death. I will keep him and take care of him for my entire life. The calf's like, I'm just here for the kale. <laughs> the calf says, please don't die. They're going to eat me. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> Pasadena woman finds alleged burglar asleep on her floor after he made a sandwich. Well, he couldn't fall asleep during well, you know, or before. Yeah, he may not be able to go to sleep unless he's got his, little, his, a, his tummy spilled. Must have been a good sandwich. Well, it might have been. A Pasadena woman woke to find a burglar asleep on the floor of her home after breaking in, rummaging through the house, and making himself a sandwich early Saturday. I smell drugs. I mean, not in the studio here, but in, in this story. <laughs> I was like, you can smell that? <laughs> the burglar the burglary was reported just after 6.30 a.m. in the 300 block of South Grand Avenue. Pasadena Police Lieutenant William Grisafe said. An intruder made his way into the home through an unsecured door and rummaged through several rooms, he said. But the man apparently developed an appetite while in the midst of the break-in. He decided to make himself a sandwich, the lieutenant said. (laughs) I'm a sandwich. (laughs) I am a sandwich. A woman who lives in the home awoke to find the burglar asleep on the floor. She called police who responded and took him into custody without a struggle because he was full. Marvin (laughs) Donerson, 51, was booked on suspicion of burglary, according to Pasadena police officials and Los Angeles County booking records. Donerson, who has an extensive arrest record in Los Angeles dating back to at least three decades, was being held without bail due uh, to a hold placed on him by the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation Records show. How about that? How about that? How about that? Headline is felon. Take my sandwich outside. How about that? 
felon named felony charged with new felonies. Oh, this hurts. <laughs> a 22-year-old named Felony Hudson is who? Who's going to name? They asked for it. His parents asked yeah. for this kind of behavior. They set him up for for failure. A 22-year-old named Felony Hudson is accused of felony kidnapping, felony eluding, felony possession of a stolen vehicle, and several misdemeanors after police pursued him across state lines. The Salem resident appeared Wednesday in court, where he is charged with a total of three felonies and four misdemeanors. Officers received a report Tuesday evening of a woman being assaulted inside a moving vehicle, according to the Vancouver police spokesman Kim Cap. The driver, later identified as Hudson, was driving erratically and ran a red light. And plus, Craig, the vehicle had been reported stolen about a week before. Of course it was. I love a monkey story, though. Me too. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Are you ready? You got it? Are you, you got ready? a monkey story? Mystery monkey attacks Texas teen and grandpa in pickup truck. The, the monkey was in a pickup truck. The monkey was in a pickup truck and then just, just attacked drove them. Drove up. Attacked them. Yeah. <laughs> Unprovoked. Animal rescuers in Texas are searching for a monkey that reportedly attacked a teenager and her grandfather while they were driving near Houston. Should be hard to find a monkey running around in Texas. I don't think they really are. That's not a common Those thing. Those Texan monkeys are. They're, you know, know what they are? They're mystery monkeys. And they're packing heat too. Ooh, they got, yeah. You don't mess with Texas. No, you don't mess with the I Texas don't want the, monkey. I, I don't want what they're selling. Michael or throwing. My, <laughs> Michael Schleasing, Sleazy said he was driving Tuesday in the city of South Houston when he and his 16-year-old granddaughter Mariah spotted a monkey in the road. Mariah, who was riding in the passenger seat of the pickup truck, rolled down her window to snap a photo of the unusual animal, but the monkey apparently had other plans. Well, first of all, monkey's not an unusual animal. No. Well, is, well, they. I don't know. They're pretty unusual. You don't see a lot of monkeys. Pretty common, though. Yeah, I guess. You know. Yeah, in the zoos. I mean. But you don't see them walking down the street. I just think that uncommon is not really a practical way of describing him. <laughs> he was related to the monkey that takes the selfies. Oh, yes. The selfie monkey. Yeah, which probably was a beautiful picture of that monkey. It was okay. The, no, that picture of the monkey, the selfie. Yes, I remember it. Big old it. toothy grin. Yes, this is a really happy. cute picture. And they're still trying to figure out who's supposed to get the rights from that, remember? Well, yeah. Yeah, Peta's suing the poor guy. Crazy. Like they have any stake in this at all. It's crazy. And the monkey was having the time of his life. Yeah. It wasn't any... Uh. The pair said the monkey was... If we go back to the monkey in Texas now, is that okay? You brought up the selfie monkey. Um. Oh, wait. I didn't get to her quote. Ready? Yeah. I wanted her to take a picture of it, but we never thought it would jump in the window. Michael Schlesinger <laughs> said... Darn it. The pair said the monkey was soon inside the window. It hops onto the window of our truck and does that little thing it does. <laughs> what is that? That thing you do. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> it jumps on me, Mariah Schlesling said. The teenager said the monkey left scratches on her shoulder, neck, and head. The attack ended when Michael Schlesling knocked the primate out of the vehicle. I hollered at it, and I hit it right in the head, right in the face. <laughs> knocked it out of the window, he said. <laughs> Mariah said she was not bitten by the monkey, so she didn't need a rabies shot. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Slow down. She said her doctor gave her antibiotics for the scratches. It was so scary, she said on Facebook. <laughs> South Houston's Humane Department uh, said investigators are trying to locate the monkey. Just look up in the trees. That's where they stay. They I've stay in trees. That. Yes, they like trees. They like to and climb bananas. And maybe they should do some research. Watch those Planet of the Apes movies. All right. That probably teach them a lot. Hey, since this is our 100th episode, we're going to do, do a little something special because we're going to make it entertaining. We've got <laughs> that would be special. <laughs> we've got hours and hours of cutout stuff that we've done 
over the hundred episodes. Bloopers, you know, where we mess right. up, and I just hang kind of hang on to this stuff. And every once in a while, every once in a while, I'll release a little bit, like the uh, like your uh, ums. Remember the ums? Yeah, the ums were good. So. Right now, I'm going to play just a small selection of some of our cutouts. So okay. it's our 100. Then we're going to throw them all away and start over for the next 100 episodes. But for right now, enjoy these cutouts. We'll be right back. Uh, interesting, because the Japanese always invent things having to do with body odor. Have you noticed that? I remember the first. Can you back that up? Yeah. No, could you back up? Your ear is disgusting me right now. <laughs> threw you off didn't it did I? they're the first ones to invent or they invented underwear that absorbs gas i don't want to know that our listeners don't either so i'm pretty cutting this out but i'm just telling you why not leave it you need that okay well you just got muffled weird what was that whoa okay so the craig tip yeah uh if you walk in a row of uh, stalls if, in the bathroom. No, start it like this. If you want to, oh, you could tell me how to do my job. Yeah, because what? you started it wrong. Okay. All right. Here's Craig. T- here's Craig's tip. If you want to use the cleanest toilet in a public restaurant, right? Use the very first one you walk to when you walk into the that. Bathroom. Now just became Aaron's tip. No, I was reading your tip. <sighs> Doesn't work that way. Well, it's yours now. Learn to do forever it. Forever right yours. Then. You will forever be associated no, with the I've toilet already, tip. I've already <laughs> TT toilet tip. <laughs> I've already got the Craig tip. No, I'm going to the next song. one. Be okay. cautious. Accidents Ooh. do happen in toilets. I was hey, going to say that it, we had a story about an accident that happened in a toilet. Remember be the cautious. guy that fell through? Yeah. No, he intentionally did that though. Yeah, but he accidentally because he couldn't get back out. Accidents do happen in toilets. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Christopher Walken. No, that was more like. Never mind. Okay. King George II even died falling Ooh. off of one in 1760, and nearly 40,000 Americans are injured in toilets every year. Okay, that this has got these have got to be <laughs> these have got to be blue states. <laughs> Elvis Presley died on a toilet. Oh yeah, but that was drug related. Interesting fact about that. What? Oh, we broke our rule. I made a political thing. Oh, dude, gotta start over. All right, all right I'll, I'll give you an interesting fact. Let's start over with that. Why don't I just start with me giving the answer? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like this would not go over bad. <laughs> that don't go no bad. What if I could do this way? I talk this way. You ready? Yeah. All right. All right, go ahead. On an average, babies change their nappy. I think that's UK for diaper. I guess so. Ten th- Thanks for clarifying that because sure. I was like thinking snoring, sleeping. No, no. Babies change their nappy, their diapers, 10,000 times. What? B- before. First, first of all, I've <laughs> never met a baby that ever changed its diaper. We were thinking the exact yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, we've been around each other too much. I've never in my life ever seen a baby that would change it. That's, Wouldn't that be convenient? That'd be though? a million dollar idea. Boy. If you figure that one out. If you can train your child to do that. Um, so there are 10,000 diapers. Uh, I I honestly, yeah. I never. I did not change 10,000 diapers on my kids. That's, that's well, not well, true. That's what not, about Glenna? What? <laughs> Glenna? Oh, well, oh she doesn't yeah. wear diapers. Oh, not yet. <laughs> oh, boy, let's just cut that one out. I just that's just getting too dangerous. Five thirty p.m. A woodlawn woman was driving here. If you're a woodlawn woman, you're in the grave. This is here. I don't know if you're here here oh. in this area. Yeah. Woodlawn, you'd be in the. Never mind. Anyway, uh, let's uh, just start over. But okay. we had a lot of good stuff there. Well, I'm just going to start at five thirty. Oh, okay. It'll be five thirty soon. Yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah. She felt Scott could have targeted her dog. What? What in the world? (laughs) What in the world? This is a totally different story. (laughs) It is totally different. Okay, we're going to tell this as we... Ready? Something happened. I don't know. All right, let's start over. 
no, no. We're going to start with the the deer flu, and then I'm going to talk about this. Is, no, this is not your topical. And then I'm going to say, and this is the part where the story veers into a completely different story. Wait, no, it really get, totally is a different it is story. Dumb, this. This All right. All right, take the next. Are you ready? Yeah. Hey, next story. Wait a minute. I was it, see. I was talking to you. Hey, next story. That's okay. Next story. I'm the editor. I can call yourself. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it this time. Ready? Yeah. I'm ready. I, you know what, Craig? I'm ready. Okay, you ready? Ready. <clears throat> Ooh. Cough it up. Next story. Next. Ooh. <laughs> Next, Mister Solo. He got it up. That's from <laughs> Christmas Vacation. You know. <laughs> he got it up. I say. I say we cut it. We Is got, that enough? We got enough. Yeah. How do you tell? Uh, we are at 30 minutes, and I'm going to do the uh, nerdy words thing, and then add a song. It'll be a 30-minute podcast. You're going to sing? Yeah. I'm going to do, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do uh, your favorite. I'm going to do at the Copa, Copacabana, Copacabana. How about? Do you like pina colada? Oh, no, no. I know which one you like. Talk about. Pop pina colada. Music. Talk about. Okay. Pina colada. Put the rum in the glass. <laughs> and you mix it Piece all up. Pineapple. Put the can in the coconut. Well, Craig. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. You beat me. To, don't say. Okay, you ruined it now. Okay, you just you got ahead of me. <laughs> you forget I read these ahead of time. You're not supposed to. I, I'm supposed to. You're not. Okay, ready? Yeah. The court heard that Michael it, uh, then parked his car and banged on Jenner's door while shouting, get out of the house. <laughs> he was going to handle it. Jenner did not emerge. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Headline is, cops say, man starts fire, threatens to burn down the house, flees, crashes, flees again, finally caught. How many people have set... Pl- their like, houses on fire because they got mad. This guy's like a Benny Hill act. Yeah, but okay, but here's the here's the deal. Yeah. So, do you ever get so mad the first thing you think of is I'm gonna get some matches and kerosene? Never. No. But we've had multiple stories. I get mad. I think I'm gonna step outside for a minute and cool off. We've or, we've had multiple stories where people yes. trying to get trying to get people to leave. Yep. Getting mad at people. Yep. Whatever. You know what? We're gonna have to come up with a fire theme. Okay. All right. I'll do it. Eventually. Yeah, probably not. So there you go. We're back now. That was pretty good. This is live. Those those are actually just good. May not have been the right adjective. They're funny. I I, I love a good blooper. Yeah, I do. That's why I'm on the sh- on the show with you. Yes, and Craig, let's go somewhere else now. Since since we did that, I'm going to play our three biggest stories that have gotten the most feedback since we've been from the top 100 from the top i know one that's going to be in there okay yeah you do you sure do but here here's and i'm not gonna play the whole thing because they're they're all really long but i'm gonna play some highlights of our three biggest uh what's the word i'm getting weepy over here oh come on come on have, have a hanky or something anyway these are the three stories that have brought the most feedback from you our listener enjoy headline is just say it just say it say it Heebie-beebies. Say, say it one more time. Heebie-beebies. Say headline is. Headline is. Okay. Heebie-beebies. Heebie-jeebies. No. Heebie-beebies. 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 <laughs> Beebies legend Barry Gibb claims to have seen ghosts of his brothers in disturbing vision. I would say that would be disturbing. What if the Beebies visited you? I guess they were staying alive. All but Barry. What? If they what? What if they visited you? Why would they do that? Well, oh, they, if they did, I'd have a talk with them about burning down Johnny Cash's house. 
Oh, but he's, they bitter, sold that. Bitter much? I don't think they owned it. Barry owned it. I thought he sold it before it burned down. No, he had people renovating it. The story is he had it renovate. Story is he had people renovating it, and then they set it on fire because they hated Johnny Cash. No, I'm just no, kidding. No. That's not true. No, they wanted actually, to see a ring of fire. Oh, <laughs> it's it's actually tragic. It's just a big the rock foundations. I hear that fire engine coming, coming down the street. He okay, but he was he wouldn't be seeing that. He's dead. I met him. I shook Johnny Cash's hand. I've, I've, I think I saw him in a restaurant. Shake's hand? No, he looked Winner over. Winner me. He looked over. Winner. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> no, because I was eating some pretty good Tex-Mex at the time, so I think I won. <laughs> but the thing is, he looked over at me, kind of gave me this. Hey there, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. He kind of gave me that look. I saw him one time at uh, at the mall back in the 80s. We used to see him all over. He was wearing bl- you don't tell people where you are. I'm not in Hendersonville anymore. <laughs> I know, it's true. <laughs> I wish we were, though. You know why? Why? It's a pretty cool town. Can we get back to the story? <sighs> I just feel like there's so much extra fluff in this right now. Bee Gees legend, Barry Gibb. He be Bee Gees? He be Bee Gees. He be Bee Gees? Claims to have seen ghosts. Let's have a show of hands. Of Who has brother. fallen asleep waiting for the story to in get disturbing started? disturbing vision. So Bee Gees, the, Bee, Gees, Bee Gees, Barry the, Gibb. The singer. Claims to have seen ghosts of his brothers in a disturbing vision. Now 70 years old. Why is it not just a vision? I'm surprised he can see anything at that age. <laughs> I, I'm not even that. I'm, 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 mid-age, I'm, I'm pushing middle age thing and I can't see anything. This is what got me. He Not only has he seen the ghost of his brothers. So his, his wife. His wife, Linda, has seen ghosts of his brother. She said like, you know. Linda? I, I saw Andy in the hall. No, Andrew. She calls him Andrew. Saw Andrew in the hall last night. Well, I seem to recall somebody I know has got a ghost story in their house. The singer, now age 70. Not going to talk about it, are you? (laughs) Says he and his wife, Linda, had disturbing visions of dead bandmate Robin and younger brother Andy. I would hope that it was only a... What about Maurice? He, he's not invited. I don't know. I just want to. I just my my vision is there's a cartoony shadow figure on the wall of Andy Gibbs shadow dancing. <laughs> oh yeah, That'd be and he's awesome. doing the staying alive moves. Do you believe any of this? Or you think this is all just like jive talking? Um, I think it's jive talking. I think it's probably jive talking. <laughs> Either that or Barry's had a night fever. I mean, <laughs> what they're doing on the back, or maybe, <laughs> or maybe he started a joke. And this, uh, so I get one in there and you ignore it completely. <laughs> no, I've, I wanted to. You <laughs> <laughs> wrote them down. I wrote down a list. I was going to say songs his, that we could use with this story. His three brothers, what they're doing on the back? They should be dancing. See what happens. Oh, come on, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you you have li- you have railroaded me on this whole story. <laughs> Barry said. It's not fun, right? Because wait, that's my Australian. I need to. They do are that. Australian. Oh, okay. It's not fun, right? Because right, you're not quite sure what it is about it, right? Uh, you can. And that doesn't make this, any sense, can, but that's what he said. I, what you? Everything you say makes no sense. If it was real, I saw Robin and my wife say Andy. Maybe it's a memory producing itself outside of your consciousness mind, or maybe re- it's real. I really feel like this whole thing needs to be redone. I think we've just. I think you're insane. We, this ru- is gold. We've ruined all this. So the thing is, Maurice is still. <laughs> Maurice hasn't revisited. Andy and Robin are the two. You know why? The, you know why those two? Because why? They, they've had too much heaven. He added. The biggest question. The biggest question of all, right? How do you mend a broken podcast? <laughs> Okay, now that one's better. That's better. <laughs> I'm so good. Hey, by the way, yeah, you. I mean, you you sit there and do what you're doing. Me and the other two or three listeners, yeah, are gonna just sit in the corner and wait for you to finish. Okay. He added the biggest okay, question of we're gonna, all. We're gonna be back over here if you need us. Is is their life after death? I'd like to know. I can help him out with that. 
I mean, he's 70. He'll, he'll know soon enough as it is. Nah, right, come on. Come on back. We got a podcast today. I don't know. You don't seem to want to have anything to do with anybody except for yourself right now. Barry. You're really proud of yourself, aren't you? The last surviving member of the PGs lost three brothers. We should probably go help him find them. <laughs> okay. First of all. I'm sorry. The BGs before staying alive were actually a pretty darn good band. So you like the pre-BGs? I mean, before I, the I, falsetto? Yeah. Yeah. But they also have written, uh, Barry himself have written like a string of hits. I'm a, I'm not, a huge BG fan. Not just a string of hits, but a sh- string of hits. I'm not ashamed. I'm not either. I ain't scared. I ain't scared at uh, all. Um, and we actually, we have a lot in common. What's your favorite we, BG song? Wait, we have a lot in common. With the Bee Gees. You and I? Yeah, no, with the Bee Gees. You know what it, what it is? <laughs> yeah, one of us has talent and the other's her backup singer. No, actually, what, <laughs> no, it's just that we, we, we like the Bee Gees. We're a tragedy. <laughs> I see. And, and, just, and, this pod, and this podcast, really, we started a joke. <laughs> and the whole world's crying. Yeah, you're right. You know <laughs> what? It's exactly like that. What are you sniffing your hand I think, for? I think Lee Berry Studio got new soap. I what? Just, yeah, smells good. What's your favorite BG song? This is actually right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is the first time ever Aaron has sniffed his hand during the podcast <laughs> and said, "Well, no, I scratched my nose and I caught this whiff of of pleasantness." Listen next week when you might hear Aaron say, <laughs> "Oh, <it> smells good. <laughs> it smells like the Lee Berry Studios changed soap." So you haven't answered my uh, question. I really, I heard him sing it not too long ago on the Opry actually I saw a clip of Barry Gibb came to the Opry I don't know why but it was cool probably because they was wanted Andy to, with they probably wanted to, no, they what pop- if they just showed up with him what if they'd like popped up on stage do you want to hear my favorite song or oh what? yeah yeah and uh, he's written a whole string of stuff and uh, but that mean other people's songs but um, he was the only one with talent to be honest how do you mend a broken heart is a great song well sure I, it is the, I'm saying that I, you, yeah, you act like you're saying I, something we don't know. I love the I love the vibe of all the Saturday Night Fever stuff. Yeah, but and I, I just I like all that stuff. But you I'm like all, better? I'm BGs all, or Sha Na I why would I even compare those? They're two? not even in the same ballpark. No, but I was thinking of hand jive and jive talking. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this would be the time of your life to turn to the podcast sitting next to you. What's your favorite Turn BG the next song? Station Is over. it gonna? I th- I I think that how do you brand a mo- how do you brand how do you brand how do you brand a smoking heart? <laughs> how do you smoke a Brendan heart? How do you sm- how do you <laughs> how do you mend a broken heart? Is a I think maybe it really hit me because I know he was singing thinking about his brothers when he sang it. You've taken ten minutes to answer a one sentence question. <laughs> Says the guy who has notes written down all the Bee Gees jokes that he could come up with. At the end of the day, <laughs> there you go. E. At the end of the day, yeah. Andy Gibb might be gone. Yeah, but he dated Victoria Principal. What have well, you done, Andy? What have you done? Andy wasn't a BG. He was a Brothers Gibb. Yes, he was. That's what BGs mean. That's what BG stands for, Brothers Gibb. Yeah, but he wasn't. He was never in the he band. He was in the band, but he's still one of the Brothers Gibb. No, to me, he'll always be one of them. No, he wasn't a BG. I know he wasn't a BG. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> This will be the shortest episode we've ever had. Well, actually. I hope you can cut a lot of this out. There's a lot of crap in uh, here. This is good stuff. This is, you know what this is? Podcast gold. We, uh, let me tell you something. Oh, great. Okay, now I will cut some let stuff out. Let me tell you out. something. It's a tragedy to even let you guys in here. Nights on Broadway. That's my favorite. That's a. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. Okay.
Man turns into tricycle in Lagos. Okay. So when you first read that, you think he's maybe driving and he turns into a tricycle, right? No, no, no. I think he turns into one. Well, let's read. A man has allegedly turned into a tricycle. A kick. What do we pronounce this like? A kiki nip nip Kiki Napop. Napop. In the Pedro area of Shimolu, Shimolu? Lagos, Lagos State, after being forced to pick up a key which he dropped on the road. According to a social media user who shared the unbelievable story. Wait, that's not true because I believe it. Yeah, you do. You do believe. Yeah. The truth is out there. I know. The man had accosted the young boy and had asked him to pick up the key which he, the man, threw on the floor. But the boy refused. Boom, boom, boom. The man was said to have insisted, but the boy refused to pick up the key. This got the attention of the people, and the man was said to have told everyone who cared to listen the boy was being disrespectful. But the crowd forced the man to pick his key up by himself, and that's when the unexpected happened. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Oh, th- this is the this is what they sent out to parents. Yes. Police parents, teachers, guardians, continuously educate your wards on the need to be careful. I don't know why they talk like they're from the South. I don't that's, either. That's, they were from the South part of this country. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, please uh, educate your wards on the need to be careful and not talk to strangers on the road. An incident occurred at Pedro Shimolu hmm. on funny. Tuesday, November 22nd, precisely at famous bus stop. <laughs> oh, the, the famous the bus famous stop. One. I love that place. A man stopped a child returning from school and asked him to pick up a key from the ground. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. You I'm, ready? I'm, I'm, you ready? I can't wait. To continue the story. Yes. The child refused, asking the man, couldn't he pick it up himself? <laughs> and this got the man all agitated. <laughs> he was shaking in his boots. And he started shouting... At the child, saying he lacked respect for his elders and all sorts, but the child still refused. I think he said, just pick up the key. Yeah. Just pick it up. This attracted the attention of passersby, and luckily, luckily, yeah, a police van was passing by. All right, hang on. I wonder if it was actually a van or a person that turned into a van. (laughs) I want to point out that there's many witnesses right now. Okay. Including a van full of police. Right. Or at least two. Right. And they stopped to find out what the problem was. Hey, what's the problem? Yeah. Hey, guys, what's the problem? Hey, what's the problem? After listening to the man, they asked the child who owned the key. They asked him, who owns this key? He asked him who owned the key. I said, yeah. like, the kid owned the key. Yeah, you said they asked the kid who, who owned the, the key. key. I kind of put a comma or something right. in there. That was not right. Uh-uh. Okay, so he asked the kid who owned the key, right? Right. And the boy replied, and it was, it was, it was for the man. So the police started getting suspicious. And they asked the man to pick up the key. Right. He refused. Hey, I, I don't pick up the key. No, I don't want to touch the key. That key to stay there. But he was forced to. Uh, they pulled the gun. Let's they take, said, you pick that key up. Let's take this down. Yeah. Immediately, he picked the key. He turned into a brand new tricycle. <laughs> and actually, that's how that said that. Actually, should have picked up the key. Yes. Just, immediately, he picked up the key. And he turned into a brand new tricycle. <laughs> this is amazing. Everyone ran away. Well, sure they did. And even the policemen were scared. You think it made a noise? Like, boom. I don't know. <laughs> it makes like a, some metal thing. That was, a, that was like I was beatboxing or something. Yeah, not bad. The tricycle was eventually pushed <laughs> to the Pedro police station. 
okay, let me let me picture, let me make this out for everybody. It's not like a tri, like a kid's tricycle. It's like one of those little goofy little uh, little bitty van looking yeah, tiny car. It, it's got one wheel on the it front. It looks like a clown car. It kind of does, yeah. except it only holds two or three people. But it, enough, it's a clown car. Mr. Bean drove something kind of like this on his show. Okay, just so it's one of those. It, one, he didn't like turn into a tricycle. He turned into a car he, with three wheels. They're calling it a tricycle, but he turned into a little yeah. bitty car. Uh, so anyway, the tricycle was eventually pushed to the Pedro Police Station. This is a real life incident. Anyone in doubt can go to the Pedro Police Station to ascertain the authenticity of this post. We should take a trip, Craig. We got to get to the bottom of this. There's a couple reasons we like it. We we like Texas. Yeah. We Texas. like food. Yep. Actually, a third thing, we like state fair food. Yes. Which we're arguing about because I say state fair food is always funnel cakes, corn dogs, popcorn, stuff like that. You're saying it's actually up a notch. Yes. Yeah. Deep fried Oreos, deep fried Okay, this, this is my definition of state fair food. You can only find it at the state fair. But that's not really true. No, well, maybe. Because maybe I can find deep fried Snickers at a drive-in theater up the street. Well, then I would scratch that. If I, I haven't seen it so in my mind so you're saying still, i'm lying i'm not saying you're lying what i'm saying is on my list that's still a state fair food or drive-in food nope because i haven't seen okay it. whatever so what happened what's with walmart now you want to do it you want to do it so uh okay the texas walmart opening restaurant that will serve only state fair foods the bizarre greasy and often double deep fried foods of the state fair of texas are iconic and often imitated but sadly the only come they only come around once a year well not anymore Isaac Russo, two-time winner of the Big Tech's Choice Award for Most Creative, is opening uh, State Fair Treats, a restaurant dedicated to serving the finest State Fair fare. <laughs> Inside his local Walmart in, State Pl- fair fair? <laughs> in Plano, Texas, later this month. We may have to take a road trip, Craig. You know, when we were, yeah, but you know, when we were kids, there was a restaurant in the malls called Carousel. I remember that, yeah. And if you will recall, it was all carnival food. Yes. Uh, they had like uh, popcorn cotton candy candy apples tacos candy yep. apples that kind of stuff and they made their business on doing this so this guy's not really that original well let's wait let's read more shall we keep reading okay the menu will feature 45 delectable snacks and treats that have been that sp- is a matter of opinion i'm sure not all of them are delectable <laughs> yeah well that's true i, I find that i, I find I, cra- I i find 50 percent of the fair food sounds appealing to me the menu will feature 45 delectable snacks and treats that have been spotted at various state fairs around the country. Ooh, there's one. Inc- Ooh, there's one. <laughs> including Russo's own award-winning cookie fries. Cookie fries. <laughs> <laughs> Smoky bacon, bacon margarita. What? Smoking. <laughs> Fried Pop-Tarts. Woo! You don't find those at your drive-thru, Craig, under here. No, oh. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and deep-fried Cuban rolls. Are how, the, the, how the Cubans feel about that? Are those cigars? I don't know. <laughs> Deep fried cigars. <laughs> Write that down. At the end of the day, it's incredible that you... Uh, Cookie fry. <laughs> Craig, Craig is trying to make me pass out on Mike. And if, if, that, if he ever succeeds, we're not, we're not cutting that. <laughs> Keep going. Move it on. Move it on. At the end of the day, it's... Cookie fry. <laughs> At the, at the end of the day, keep going. <laughs> okay, you got close that time. I actually got dizzy. Okay, keep going. At the end of the day. Cookie fry. <laughs> cookie, cookie, cookie fry. <laughs> Mama, pass me the cookie fry. 
You're getting close. Just <laughs> stop it. Cookie fry. You got to quit. Samoa's cookie fried fries. Cookie fry. Okay. At the end of the day, it's incredible that you have someone like Walmart believing in a small entrepreneurial guy and seeing the potential of what we can bring, Russo told the Dallas Morning News. The State Fair of Texas, for me, has been the greatest blessing that's ever come to my family. And the man, that got that's sad. That is a sad making s- statement. State Fair of Texas for me is the greatest blessing. That, I don't know. We got some cookie fries. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. Cookie uh, fry, cookie, 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 cookie. See, it's no cookie fry. He continues the opportunities uh, that were coming to us because of the State Fair. Words can't describe it. I think they just did. <laughs> wow. Russo and his family have been staples of the State Fair of Texas every year, and Walmart approached him with the idea of opening up a restaurant. If all goes well, Russo plans to take his State Fair restaurant on the road and expand across the country. I think that's a. Gr- I think it's a swell idea. Especially if you like cookie fries. <laughs> cookie fries are awesome. Cookie fries. Okay. All right, Craig. That wraps episode 100. 100. 100. That's hard to believe. How do you put up with How me? How do you do so fast? It's huge. It's like we were skipping numbers. 100. That's a lot. <laughs> that, I mean, it just seems like yesterday. I'd like to thank some people. It's 100. I'd like to thank some people. You know who I want to thank? I want to thank you. Oh, thank you. I want to thank Glenna uh-huh. and the rest of your family. You've uh-huh. got a lovely, beautiful family. Well, thank you. I'd like to thank my family yeah. for putting up with this, because this takes a lot of time. I'd like to thank Randall from Don't Wake the Kids. How about how about Adam? I'd like to thank Adam, DC, no, DK, Adam's buddy, DK, who is yeah. also part of the Ace uh, Podcast Network. How about Lee? Mark? we got to thank Lee. Adam and Lee. Mark. Mark. Mark put us on the map in Australia. Mark sure did, and we're still on his station in Australia, too. Undiscovered rock radio people. He just, he just had a birthday. He turned 40. He's way younger than you. I told Whatever. him not, not to feel bad. It'd be a good time to tell people. I'd like to thank my daughter, Sarah. She's been on the show. I'd like to thank Sean Rourke. Man, this is getting tiring. <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, Mark Patch, especially. You know, he's the man. He's the, he's the he's the composer of that awesome intro music we started uh, several several shows back, and our closing music, which yeah. this is. Yeah, that's what it is right there. And Just I, thank everybody for continuing to feel bad for us and listen. Chaz and Frank. Yeah. I thank Chaz and Frank. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the guys in our in our men's group. We could go on for days. Mom and Dad. Our da- My dad is our number one uh, listener. That, he that's never awesome. misses an episode. I want to thank our one listener in Hong Kong. Yes. Well, we've got more than that, but there's one in particular. She knows who she is. That's right. Anyway, guys, see you during the next 100, I guess. I hope so. Remember, once a week from here on out. <laughs> <laughs>